the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Christy Mandelow, board-certified divorce coach. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelo is here to be your go-to educational, informational, and inspirational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a Christian board-certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. She and her guests will bring you important insight and information, helping you make better decisions through and beyond the process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, all giving you hope and reassurance that you'll be okay. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelo starts now. And here's your host, Christy Mendelo. And hello and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour, a radio show and podcast for those considering in the middle of and moving forward from divorce. I'm glad you are here today and I think you will be too. You know, I often say that I think you'll be glad you are here today because I truly think you will. It's my genuine hope that you will benefit from listening to this show and today I think some of those listening will be extra glad they joined us whether real-time or when the show airs by podcast. And here's why. Today, we are talking to a well-respected, highly experienced, and also versatile attorney recognized as a super lawyer by Thompson Reuters. Bernadette Barbie is board-certified in family law by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization with almost two decades of experience. Bernadette is also the president-elect of Collaborative Divorce Houston. She's a trained mediator, trial lawyer, and has been appointed by multiple courts in cases involving child abuse and neglect. Unique among family lawyers, Bernadette also has extensive experience in business and civil litigation. A fourth-generation Houstonian, she attended the University of Houston. I think that's go Cougs, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Honors College and obtained her law degree from South Texas College of Law. Just before we kick off our conversation with Bernadette, I must quickly remind you that we're not here to give you legal advice, and we certainly aren't here to coach you to get a divorce. Although the show is called The Divorce Coaching Hour, we will not be coaching today, but rather providing you insight, information, education, and also encouragement. And by doing so, our goal is to help you make better decisions through and beyond the divorce process. Ultimately, what we are here to do is help you look at the realities of your marriage and divorce with your eyes wide open. And based on those realities and your faith, we are here to walk the path with you as your thinking partner, no matter where your journey may lead. Bernadette, the versatile 
attorney. <laughs> Welcome. Thank and you. And the Coug. The right. Cougar. Yes, the Houston Cougs. Cougar. Yeah. Well, awesome. thank you for that introduction. I, I'm uh, very humbled by it. So thank you so much. Well, I'm so glad that you are here. And um, tell us a little bit about your work as an attorney. Well, um, as you said, I, I have civil litigation experience right. in addition to family. So I, I didn't start out as a family attorney. I started out for quite a few years doing civil litigation and trials and business disputes and a lot of what we call business divorces. So yeah. I would divorce businesses. So and that means you're they're they're no longer doing business together. <laughs> well, they they break up or or maybe they're, you know, they're in a dispute with a another business that they used to uh, have contracts with. Right. Um, but we would call it business divorce. And I just quite by chance had a, a business client who had a family law problem. Okay. And I suddenly found myself helping him through that journey. And it was life changing for me. Hmm. And I felt like I had... Uh, found my calling in a way that that I didn't experience before. <laughs> Isn't that what often happens? Tell us more about that. How did you find your calling? And I'm assuming that calling is family law. Family law. It absolutely yeah. is. Well, so this, this gentleman was a business owner mm -hmm. and uh, he, I worked at a national firm and okay. the firm had represented him and his interests for a long time. And he was faced with both a uh, child custody problem, and he was very scared about its impact on his business. Right. And uh, so I had just finished up a big case, and I happened to be free that day, and this was a client from another city, and I said, look, I'm in Houston. I can help. What What do you need? And that began the journey mm. of uh, my first real family law case, mm. um, helping a client through that process. And we had a very successful outcome. His business is thriving. The child uh, in that case graduated college recently. Ah. And as soon as it was over, uh, I realized I need to do this full time. So I quit my job at the big firm and I, I devoted the rest of my professional career to family law. And there you have it. And there you, there you have well, it. Well, it's interesting that you say it was a calling because I can't imagine, uh, like probably many divorce coaches and or many divorce professionals, that you kind of, you know, wake up uh, your child and you say, I'm going to go help people through divorce, right? Uh, well, <laughs> definitely not. It doesn't, although I think there are some people who maybe they've, they've experienced it. They're a agree. child of divorce. Um or there are some people who go to law school and they just they find a mentor yeah. who who has experience in that space. That just wasn't my experience back. Right. You know, when I was in school, it was go get the job at the big firm. It was right. do you know big bad litigation in New York or wherever, and and that's what I thought right would be until my your eyes were opened. Until my eyes were opened. Well, fabulous, and I'm sure. Um, well, with with what you do in this very challenging uh, time of life and many years of experience. Uh, you've probably learned a lot along the way. And uh, I wonder, um, with keeping our mind um, on those who might be listening, who might be considering in the midst of or coming out of divorce, what have you learned along the way that listeners need to know about divorce? 
Well, I think the first thing is, you know, divorce is different for every person. Absolutely. Not just every family, but within that husband and wife, uh, it's going to be their experiences. Right. Going through the same breakup of the same marriage are going to be different. Um, You're going to have different priorities, different motivations, different fears. Um, And so as a family attorney, of course, you know, a a good part of that practice is going to be divorce. Right. Parts of that practice are modifications, which is something right. goes, you know, wrong down the road after the divorce. And right. You need to go back and change the the uh, custody ar- arrangement. Or these days you have so many people who they were never married, but they share a child together. Mm. And so they mm-hmm, go through mm-hmm. uh, suits affecting the parent-child relationship. So within a family law practice, you're going to see all of the above. But when you're looking at a divorce in particular, the complexities, because they involve um, two people who committed to each other, to have each other's backs, and to build a life together, you have that relationship that's broken down. You have financial relationships that are breaking down. You have parenting relationships that are breaking down. Yeah. There are layers of adjustment that you have to make that are not necessarily present in other aspects of yeah. family law. Yeah. It's it's certainly more complicated. So you need to know that it's unique and I say that often. I mean, it couldn't be anything but you've got two people <laughs> with two experiences and uh, and, and and so it's unique in that case with different finances and so forth. But also, it they also, if I'm hearing what you're saying, is they need to know that it it really touches everything in their lives. Absolutely everything. And beyond. And beyond for the rest of their lives, certainly the rest of their children's lives, if uh, there are children involved. And when a client comes through my door regardless of what type of case it is, but especially in divorce, one of the first things that we need to do is identify what their priorities are mm. and what their values are. And those those are distinct. Um, right. And they change over time. And what you think are your priorities before you find out you're getting divorced may be different. So true. As soon as you changes things, it certainly changes things. And you have people who are blindsided by the divorce Mm -hmm. and they're not even in the, an emotional space to where they can articulate what their priorities are right at that, at that moment. And so what I try to do when I first meet a client is identify where are they on that journey? Are they able to articulate for themselves and for me, what are they wanting to achieve here? What are their priorities? Who are they? What are their values? Uh, Because we want to stay true to that throughout the process. And whether or not they're able to to have that conversation yet. Sometimes sometimes they need to come back in six months. Yeah. 
and then we have the conversation again. So again, that unique situation that you're having to discern, where are you? It's a great question. So where are you? And if so, if I'm hearing you correctly, uh, when I pose the question, what do listeners need to know about um, the divorce process, then they need to um, be asking themselves that question before they perhaps even pick up the phone and call you. Where are you? Now, I know you and I know you're going to help them find that, but maybe th- this could be a step in the right direction to ask themselves that question and then begin to identify what are my priorities right here and right now? What are my values? Which uh, you and I've talked before, and you know I do a lot of work around values. And what I've learned over the years is a lot of people don't even know their values. And then the question I, I often have is, if you don't know your your values, whose values are you living by? Mm-hmm. So these are some questions that you could ask prior to talking to an attorney, but certainly an attorney who's going to walk with you through the process is going to do this as well. Um, We have just about a minute before we go to break. You mentioned the rest of their lives. Can you just talk very quickly what you mean by that? Well, it has, it can have a practical consequences and um, more psychological consequences. Practically, you may be financially impacted for the rest of your life. Uh, your relationship with your children will be impacted for the rest of your life and their life. Uh, And so the decisions that you make in divorce are consequential in a way that almost no other decisions are. And exactly what I want you to hear, folks, is the decisions that you make are so very important. And so it's very important for you to be clear first about your priorities and values. And we're going to talk about that more when we I'm back, so stay with us. Achieving the best outcome in divorce can be extremely tough when alcohol abuse is part of the process, especially around co-parenting. But there's help with remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to prove their sobriety. Soberlink uses real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection to ensure accurate and reliable results. With Soberlink, you can be confident that your kids are with a sober parent. Visit Soberlink.com backslash DCH. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. If you've gone through or are going through divorce, you know it can leave you in a dark financial hole, feeling very confused and afraid. But there's hope. Her Sherman is a financial coach and works with those navigating the financial decisions of divorce. Whether it's eliminating debt or creating your financial wellness, you want Hirsch on your team. Hirsch's easy process helps you see the reality of your financial situation and make better decisions. Stop the suffering and get out of that financial black hole. Contact Hirsch today. Go to lifecycle.financial. That's lifecycle.financial. You'll be so grateful you did. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. 
The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. And welcome back to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm so glad you are here today. And as I said in the intro of the show today, I bet you will be too. Because why? We are talking to super lawyer Bernadette Barbie. And she is a certified family law attorney. Um, She is uh, board certified uh, by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization. That can often be a mouthful. But I'm saying that because there is a distinction there and highly experienced. And folks in Houston, she's a Houston Cougar. So (laughs) there you go. I have a friend whose son just signed with the baseball team there. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's exciting. So very exciting. So we were talking in the first segment about um, what those considering divorce need to know about the divorce process. And um, we Where I want to go next is to take us to what do they need to be thinking about when they're um, working with an attorney? Well, there's stages of your uh, work with an attorney. The first stage, of course, is finding one. Yeah. And probably the first thing to know is that simply being an attorney in and of itself does not qualify a person to dispense legal advice to you about divorce or any other family law matter. You, you'll you want to consider issues of specialization in family law, whether the person is board certified or not. In family law, you at least uh, want to know, do, do you practice family law? Are so not just any attorney. We don't want to go after any attorney in the phone book but does the phone book even exist anymore well i don't it, know it, it doesn't but the google the google function but, will but give the you, google does <laughs> that'll the google <laughs> so you you definitely want them to to have experience in family law in particular um and have more than you know five minutes of experience i'm joking a little bit but but you Family law is not something that you know how to practice right out of law school. It takes time to know what you're doing. So you you want to find an attorney who's been doing it for a little while. And then, then comes the art side of it, which is they need to have the right personality. And there's issues of do your personalities mesh? And, and then whether or not they just have, as an attorney, an aptitude. So, and I kind of think about it like this, you know, the attorney-client relationship is a relationship. Right. And so it's not the same thing as, you know, the the guy who changes your oil or your dentist yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Uh, some other types of roles. You you are in a relationship with that person uh, that is very unique. You need to be able to feel when you first meet with that attorney, can I tell this person anything? I mean, my deepest, darkest secrets that I don't want anybody to know about? Do I feel like I can tell this person that and that they will not judge me or make me feel afraid to tell them the truth? And 
am I, is, is my perception of that attorney such that I'm going to respect the feedback they give me and I feel like they're going to have my best interest of heart when, at heart when they're talking to me. Okay, so let's talk about that a little bit. First and foremost, uh, you're speaking to confidentiality. Oh, absolutely. It's and, confidential. And tell, tell us about that, if you will. Like, Well, the attorney-client, there's something called the attorney-client privilege, okay. which is, um, you know, your attorney can't tell anyone what you've told them. There are some there are some limited exceptions if you're, you know, contemplating a crime. Hey, lawyer, I just want to let you know I'm about to go blow up a building, FYI. Yeah. Yes, they can, bre- yeah, <laughs> they can break confidentiality. <laughs> and abuse. Uh, and abuse. Right. Yes. So, you know, there are there are some there are some exceptions to it. But barring that, your lawyer is not going to tell anyone what you tell them unless you give them permission to do so. Right. Um, but what you know, the the bigger part of it is not just simply, you know, I guess confessing all of your secrets to your attorney. It's it's talking about really what's going on. Transparency. Yeah. It's that. And even beyond what beyond they think that. is going on. Absolutely. You know, I, I'll give you a for example. Okay. Um, marriage is about an intimate relationship. It's It's right. not just a, you know, an on paper and we live together and it's an intimate relationship. And which many people don't understand, which but that's another show. That is another show. <laughs> um, and I will have clients who come into my um, office and the the elephant in the room of their marriage is that they haven't been intimate in 20 years. Mm. That their spouse makes them feel like they're not human or, um, you know, they don't want them to touch them in any way. There's There's no connection right. there. That's a really hard thing to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And so when you are working with an attorney, sometimes you need to talk about those things. And right. the person that you you form an attorney-client relationship with, you need to be able to have those conversations and feel that you're in a safe space with that attorney and they do have your best interest at heart and they're going to walk you through it. And it could be that the reason you're talking about that is because – you were unfaithful in your marriage. Right. Yeah. And so you're going to get, need to have that feedback. So, so that's why the relationship of trust between the two is so critical. I, I love that you take it to something that we can begin to wrap our minds around as a relationship, because where I want to go next is oftentimes uh, I have heard, I'm, af- I'm afraid of my attorney. I- I'll admit somehow, some way, way back when, when I got divorced, I was a bit afraid of my attorney. Why, I don't know. Um, uh, but uh, have you experienced that or heard about that before? Well, I've I've had clients who are breaking up with their first attorney and they're looking for another attorney. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, most family lawyers that you talk to, a percentage of their business is, I'm the second person that you've hired. Yeah. I've worked um, with a lot of clients. They come to me because... I think I've hired the wrong attorney. Mm-hmm. It happens. And it's, you know, it's almost like any other relationship. You may not get it right the first time. Right. Um, but if if you are afraid of your attorney, um, sometimes that is just a failure of communication. Right. So what I would say if, if that happens is ask to meet with them in person and tell them 
I I feel like I can't talk to you or I feel like I'm afraid to talk to you. I feel intimidated by this process. And um, if they are like most lawyers I know, they, oh, my goodness. Well, I didn't even realize. I, yeah. did, I didn't realize. And, um, and how can we make this better? Um, don't feel like you're alone in your attorney-client relationship. Yeah. So before, you know, doing anything, talk to that attorney. And if you come out of that meeting with that attorney and you're like, oh, this, this didn't help at all. I still, I still can't. Then it might be time for a change. You know, then maybe it is time for a change because, you know, not every, it's like matchmaking. Not every lawyer is right for every client. Well, the truth is if we don't do our so-called due diligence to begin with, uh, we're in a somewhat of a sticky situation to begin with as well. We're going to probably go out there in desperation and kind of grab the first thing that we see or that sounds good or um, or that somebody told us about. Mm-hmm. And we haven't gotten clear first on who do I want to be in a relationship with. And that's what I love what you're doing here is helping us understand, bringing to life this this phrase, attorney-client relationship. You know how sometimes you just hear words, but they don't really mean anything? You've actually just brought that to life uh, for me. It's an, it is a relationship, and you have to have that confidentiality, um, that safety, that trust, and mutual respect. Absolutely. In there, absolutely. That's yeah. a big part of it, because sometimes what uh, the feedback of the attorney is going to be very hard to hear. And you often, you might not be in a place of hearing that. So that gets me to my next question is what makes a credible client? Like, uh, does that make sense when I say a credible client? Um, well, I think that it probably has different, different meanings at different stages of the divorce. Okay. So if you are in a courtroom and your client is up on the witness stand and they're, you know, answering questions with, bananas type answers that just <laughs> kind of are not are not realistic or right. you know they're not admitting uh that you know the sun comes up in the morning uh, you know and goes down in the evening they sort of a separation from rationality that's just not a credible client right um and there is a lot of that there is a there's a level of irrationality that comes over people when they're in mm. in divorce um and whatever their psychoses or issues are that uh, are the reason you're divorcing that person, it tends to be amplified. Yeah, when you're well, the and we talk a lot about that in that because divorce, like many other crises in life, brings you into um, your emotional brain. And going back to your work in uh, civil uh, litigation, we don't very easily get into what we call the business of divorce because we're so hooked into the emotion. And well, so very what, true. And you can sometimes have people who are, you know, they run major businesses. I've had, you know, uh, sort of the alpha business person client running a, a big giant company who you think is just, you know, able to make decisions and they just you bring that emotion in and they put lose them it. in a divorce <laughs> and they lose their yeah. mind. And, <laughs> and and that's what we're trying to do folks here is we, uh, 
you know, we're saying lose their mind, but we don't want you to. We want to help you move through the divorce process in the healthiest way possible. And we understand that it is a very emotional process. It's hard to get into what we say, the business of divorce. And so what we're talking about here today with Bernadette, an attorney, is a little bit of giving you insight into the divorce process. What um, an attorney would say would would make for uh, the process to be better than it would be otherwise. And uh, when we come back, we're going to step into perhaps how this can all be applied and um, how it can apply to you. So come on back and hear more. Here's today's two-minute tip, and in it, I want to talk to you about collaborative divorce. What is it? Well, bottom line, it's a different way to divorce, and boy, is it. First, I want to briefly tell you what collaborative divorce is, then I'll share specific characteristics about it, which will indirectly point out the difference between it and what you may think is your only option when divorcing, litigation. Here's what collaborative divorce is, as defined on the collaborativedivorcehouston.com website. Collaborative divorce is a carefully structured and designed process through which spouses resolve all divorce issues focused on the unique circumstances of their family and children, if any, with the help of trained and experienced collaborative professionals, including attorneys and other professionals skilled in communication, finance, and parenting. Spouses will resolve their issues using interest-based negotiation. The interest-based negotiation process allows the spouses to reach agreements which are in line with their individual and joint interests and goals. Here are a few more benefits of collaborative divorce. It is solution-focused. There is an open, honest, and transparent exchange of information. There is a mental health practitioner at the center of the process acting as a communication coach. Children are often better cared for. Negotiations are interest-based and seek a win-win solution for all involved. It's private and confidential. It's pocketbook friendly. And settlement is the only goal of the attorneys. If you are considering divorce, I can't emphasize enough the importance of looking at the options you have when it comes to divorce and choosing the process that's best for you and your family. Collaborative divorce might be the best for you or it might not be, but I urge you to look into it so that your eyes will be open to the options. And you can do so by going to collaborativedivorcehouston.com or collaborativedivorcetexas.com. And remember to keep listening each week for another two-minute tip, all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. God bless you. Back to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm your host, Christy Mindelow, and we're here with Bernadette Barbie, a family law attorney here in the Houston, Texas area. And we have been talking about really divorce in general, but always with the idea about um, what you need to know as someone considering in the midst of or coming out of divorce to make the process easier and better for you for your family and everyone involved. And we were speaking about a what we in the divorce coaching world call a credible client. And what we mean by that is um, kind of bottom line is someone, your attorney could actually help where you are coming uh, to the situation 
with um, a reality mindset. So the facts of the case out out of the emotional place, which granted, it's hard to get out of there when you, you, you see a marriage crumbling or you're going through your marriage crumbling. Um, but uh, we're kind of stepping into that conversation, Bernadette and I, uh, about this credible client. And so there were some additional things you wanted to share, Bernadette, about um, a credible client. Yes. So, you know, when you have established what your priorities are in the divorce. Yep. Which we were talking about in segment one. Exactly. And, uh, And a lot of times that's what are you trying to achieve? What do you want your life to look like when you get to the other side of the divorce? What are your priorities for your children? What are and, and sometimes those are short term, sometimes those are long term. If you know who you are and what you're about and what you're trying to achieve um, in any aspect of your life, but particularly in divorce. Amen. Yep. When you have that identified, the decisions that you make and the conversations you have with your attorney about how to achieve your, your goals um, tend to be much more effective and you're more credible both in terms of if you are negotiating with the other side in a mediation, if you're going to the court and you're asking the judge to give you what you want, um, or you're developing a strategy with your attorney. If what you're doing is aimed at achieving a defined objective for your life, uh, then it's it's going to be an easier process and you're going to be more credible at, versus people who don't have their priorities defined. They're acting out of emotion. Um, you know, I want to burn the house down. I want to just, I want to get him back. I'm mad or she's awful. She ruined me, whatever. And you go in and you're meeting with your attorney and you have no idea what you're doing or why your goals are more destructive than productive. And there are lawyers who will do what you want them to do for their feet. And so, and for what purpose? And what end? And so then the, the, you hear the money, ching, ching, ching. And then you hear the concern about attorneys, um, taking all the client's money when they're not looking in the mirror and going, well, I'm part of this problem. Mm. Well, you know, in a case like that where you have two people who have no idea what they're doing other than just running around burning the house down. Um, the only War people, of the Roses. War of the Roses. The only people who win are the attorneys. Right. Those are the only winners. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think those attorneys tend not to be particularly happy in their life. Uh, right. But, you know, I... Well, but let's talk about problem. that. Let's talk about the the attorney who wants to win for everyone involved. What is what does that credible client then look like, and how can people listening uh, take steps to be that? They're coming to this hard place in their life. They know it's going to be hard, but what can they do now to get to that kind of oddly enough win win place for everyone involved? Well, you know, the first thing to realize in a divorce, and and it's the most basic, but sometimes the hardest to navigate, Mm. and that is that there are, just like there's two people in a marriage, there's two people in divorce. Right. And you can't control that other person. They're going to have their own 
objectives, priorities, and fears, just like you do. And you can't make them do anything. And so it's helpful, assuming that you can give them a certain amount of grace in their process to come to where you hopefully are, which is I've got my priorities, I know, I know what I'm doing now, uh, get, hopefully they'll come to the same place. If you consider these are my priorities, and if I were to, to have to answer the question, well, what do you think your soon-to-be ex-spouse's priorities and goals are? What do you think those are? Try to identify those as well and then see where you can come together. Interesting. When you, when you said that, I was picturing, and, and if my husband is here, he'd like, of course, she's picturing this, <laughs> a big whiteboard. I'm a visual thinker. And I've got a line down the middle and I've got all my priorities listed over here. And then if I'm asked that question, what do you think your spouse's uh, priorities are? And you list them over on the right side. I'm wondering if more often than not, they might be more similar than you would have expected. They're sometimes more similar and sometimes you're completely wrong. Ah, you are completely wrong about that other person's motivation and they're they're wrong about yours. Right. And um, if you are working with a good attorney and hopefully the other party has a good attorney, uh, you guys can all sit down and clear up the miscommunication and work towards an agreement. So it gets things on the so-called table. We've now moved that whiteboard to a table. Mm-hmm. So you know what you're actually dealing with other than just emotions, if that's what I'm hearing. Well, that's exactly right. And it may be that what your answer is, is that my my spouse and has no priorities. She doesn't, he or she does, doesn't know what they're doing in their life. They are not led by any values. They run around with no guidance. And that is why we're getting divorced. Right. And that might be the answer. But you have to go through that exercise of knowing what's happening over there. You know, there's a, there is a book that has been around forever, uh, maybe published in the 1930s, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Dale Carnegie, talk about it often. Yes. Step into curiosity and out of judgment. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, when, you are, when you're working with this other person, it, a lot of those principles apply to divorce. Yeah. You can't just go to that other spouse and you need to do this and you're going to do what I say. And these are the decisions that you have to agree to. I want to bring I want to go back to that because um, I, I had written that down. You can't control the other person. And I think this is so important to talk about not only considering in the midst of her coming out of divorce, if you look at all three phases, considering that may be one of the reasons you're at the table of divorce. If you're thinking you can always control that other person, because we can't. And for those who are Christ believers, I mean, there's only one person that controls. Uh, But so and then in the middle of if you are just always trying to gain control of the other person, you're never going to get through divorce, are you? Well, it'll be very unpleasant. And, you know, costly on so many levels. You'll be spinning your wheels trying to control that person to with with not really good results. Yeah. So, and that's why if you come back to, well, what are my priorities? What are my goals? That is what I can control. And I can try to suit my actions to that. Both what I, when I talk to my attorney, 
If the attorney says we need to have a hearing, well, what is that going to achieve? These are my priorities. How does this serve my priorities? So I'm seeing how this, getting those priorities and values clear, even go back to that level of respect, the safety that we talked about earlier, uh, and that relationship that you're building with your attorney. Yeah, it fits together. It, it, it makes a lot of sense. So it even, the, I think about those clients I work with who are post-divorce, this idea of I can't control the other person um, is uh, a lot of people try to still control them even after divorce. Absolutely. And so that brings me back to a question I wanted to ask. In the first segment, you mentioned family law attorneys. Yes, they do divorce cases, but sometimes they're back in the court doing modifications. How often are you modifying a divorce? Well, decree. So the, Probably, it depends on how good good the agreement was in the first place. That's where I was wondering about. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I can look at an order, and and most family law attorneys will tell you this. They can look at an order and say, "This is going to get modified in two years." I I just he- keep my keep, keep my, my number. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I try to guide clients uh, out of those situations. Right. Um, I. I I have clients who I have been with for years and uh, through multiple modifications and and I know I'll be with them and uh, we'll celebrate when that child graduates high school because they're they're, this fine. Is gonna, they're finally yeah. through it. Um, but uh, but yes, you want to try to make make the agreement <laughs> look good in the first place rather than have to come back. But I'd say half my practice are modifications usually of other. Other, I, I didn't represent them in the divorce, but I... They're I, coming back they're now. Coming. And so, folks, we're talking about what you may not uh, have thought when you're hearing about divorce coaching, but we're talking about priorities and values as being essentially the cornerstone of a divorce process that when you go through it, um, it would be healthier than would be otherwise to uh, keep you from having to modify it in the future. We're talking to Bernadette Barbie. And when we come back in the fourth segment, we're going to find out how to find out more about Bernadette. So stay tuned. Friends, I'm so glad that you're listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour. And there's something I want you to know. I really want you to hear this. I, as a divorce coach and the host of this show, don't advocate for divorce in general. Our goal is to glorify God first and foremost by helping you save your marriage. The fact of the matter is that there are times when a marriage can't be saved. I know, I've been there. And when it can't be saved, we want to walk alongside you through it. We want to help you pick up the fragments, put the pieces together, and help you stand strong and walk through divorce courageously. And I want to share something with you that may help. I'm on another show here on KKHT. I'm honored to be the wingman on Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendela, where each week Richard and I talk about the intersection of our faith and the secular world. And together with interesting guests, we shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for Courageous Christianity. It's my belief that Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow can be another resource that you can turn to as you walk through this path of significant change in your life. So please join us. You can catch the show on this station, 100.7 FM KKHT, at 12 p.m. noon Central Time, Saturdays, and online at kkht.com as well. Hey, grab your lunch and join us for both shows back-to-back, 12 p.m. noon for Courageous Christianity and 1 p.m. for the Divorce Coaching Hour. You can also find all shows under podcasts 
under the Programs tab on KKHT.com. Richard and I hope you'll listen in. As always, if you want to reach me, you can find me at thedivorcecoachinghour.com or call me at 281-944-8043. We are grateful for you joining us each week and for your support. Welcome back to the Divorce Coaching Hour. We are talking uh, divorce, as you might expect, on a show called the Divorce Coaching Hour. And I'm your host, Christy Mindelo. We're here with Bernadette Barbie, a family law attorney uh, here in the Houston area. And we've really been talking about um, what we're really about at this show is how do we help you move through the process of divorce in a healthier manner Uh Versus the destructive manner that it could be. And we were talking about priorities and values and how they shape so much of the divorce from the interaction and the relationship that you have with your attorney uh, to, um, well, folks, your future. And your decisions you make today are going to affect uh, your future 5, 10, 15, beyond and so what we want to do is help you make better decisions. And so, Bernadette, we were um, talking about so many great things. Before we talk about perhaps another great thing, um, uh, tell the listeners how they could reach you. Um, well, uh, they could go to my website, www.barbiefamilylaw.com, and they can send me a message there or uh, request a consultation. Well, that's easy enough, and they might be uh, in the car and so driving, and so I'm going to repeat that again. And, folks, it's not Barbie like you see on the movie. It's Barbie. And so um, the BarbieFamilyLaw.com, B-A-R-B-E-E, FamilyLaw.com. Did I get that right? You did. Great. And you can send a message uh, there to Bernadette and certainly... Um, find out more about her and connect that way. And um, Bernadette, you wanted to offer something to the listeners based on what we've been talking about. Yeah, you know, you had mentioned that part of part of your show is walking people through the journey as they're possibly contemplating divorce. Right. They're going through it, and maybe they're on the other side of it. And there is a moment when you're contemplating divorce that I think people don't always consider it might be a good time to talk with an attorney. Right. And, you know, that's viewed negatively. Oh, you went to talk to an attorney or, you know, that's really, really serious now. It's a lot of times people wait until it's just point of no return and over and they're talking to an attorney. And I would suggest that talking to an attorney before you've completely decided to end the marriage would be a good decision. And when you're, if you're having a thought, uh, maybe we need to go to marriage counseling. Maybe, maybe we need to speak with someone at our church and uh, go through some faith-based counseling in our marriage, work on our marriage. Um, this is a little unusual, but I would say speak with an attorney, not both of you, you. Whoever, whoever is having right that, now. yeah, Speak I love an that. Attorney. And here's why: because we're always kind of preaching and teaching on this show uh, to have your eyes wide open. And if you don't understand the process, if you don't understand what divorce really is, 
then you're not going to be making informed decisions. And uh, what I jotted down here is is um, in that in your eyes being opened wide to the process when you might first realize hey, I don't want any part of that. And and so what can we do to save our marriage? And secondarily, you might learn what not to do. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think that's ex- exactly the case. Um, you know, people say, well, I want a divorce because you've determined what you don't want anymore. Right. Um, but in making that assessment, you you maybe need to also articulate what you do want Very, for your life. Yeah, huge. So that's that's probably the biggest advice is consult with an attorney earlier than you think you need to. The key is consultation. Yes. Right. And yes. and it's it's being informed. And that's if I have to say one reason why I started this show years ago when the idea was posed to me was to help people open their eyes to what divorce is. And matter of fact, I've had a pastor on the show that said it's it's easier to stay in a marriage than get divorced because it can be very difficult. And I will I go on record all the time saying this divorce is harder than you ever think it will be. And I would say that's there's that's 99.9% true. Um, now, there are ways that what we're talking about here together is that certainly we can do things together to help make it easier. But oftentimes, it's the people involved that make it harder. So speaking of that, Bernadette, what is the one thing you wish that those divorcing knew? Well, that they'll get through it. Mm. They'll get through it. They will. Um, this too shall pass. Another book yes. in the in the time of Dale Carnegie, Ogmandino, the greatest salesman in the world. Well, I mean, it's go. true. This this they they knew what they were talking about back in the 30s. And that, I think that's in the Bible, too. But and that, is, that is very true. And, and, and it'll pass. Um, you'll survive it. Um, you may need to get a team together to help you through it. And you need to find the right lawyer. Um, or maybe some people do the divorce on their own. Even if you just, you know, you think we're in agreement on everything, we're going to get divorced and go our separate ways. Definitely still at least talk to an attorney. I would say, I've heard that <laughs> multi-times and have an attorney look over your, your paperwork. Yes. Yes. And, it'll, and you'll get through it. You'll There's a reason it. why attorneys went to law school and studied all those cases. <laughs> they, yes. they know a few things, right? We know a few things and we know what we don't know, which 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 people doing DIY divorce typically don't know what they don't know. <laughs> and that's the scary part. Oh, yeah. That's so scary. And that's what we're trying to do here. So so that was what you wish that they knew. What do you wish those divorcing would do? Um, well, I think we've talked about it, which is set those priorities and make sure that everything that you are doing has a purpose and that you try to focus on that as much as possible, mm-hmm. that I have a goal that I'm trying to achieve here. And I would hope that they would articulate those goals in positive terms as opposed to negative terms. I, you know, that that's going to have a better outcome when you get through it, when you, cause you will, as we've said, you'll get through this divorce and what's your life going to be like on the other side? Well, there's right. going to be some hardship. Um, and you want to try to minimize that as much as possible, both for yourself financially and also for your children. Yeah. You know, the the decisions we've said that you make are going to last your life and sometimes into the lives of your grandkids. Yeah. 
This is generational. It is generational. So um, try to stay positive. Try to focus on a positive objection. Uh, ob- excuse me, objective. Right. Focus on what you want, not uh, negative things. I want to get back at him. I want everybody to know how he or she is. Yeah. I want to be vindicated. You know, that's that you're. You're fighting the wrong battle there. You're absolutely fighting the wrong battle. Right. What? How does that serve you? Right. How does that serve your life and the values that you have and the priorities? How How does it serve you? So getting really clear again on those priorities and values, those are going to shape your choices. Absolutely. Your actions. And I'll offer up, uh, it'll shape a healthier future. For you. And your children's and generations to and come. Generations yeah. to come. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard said a divorce affects um, four generations. I've heard that too. Yeah. And I think that's accurate. You yeah. know, uh, in, in my case, for example, my parents were married, but both of them came, and they stayed married. I came from a Sicilian Catholic family and they stayed married. But, um, but their parents both had horrible divorces. And so, so your parents learned what not to do. They did, but then we still felt it as the grandkids. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's right. extraordinary. It is. You, it, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And so and, we don't want to do that. We want to help people not do that. And exactly. So, um, in a minute or less, final thoughts. Um, final thoughts, just stay true to who you are and those values and those priorities. Uh, and don't be afraid to tell your attorney that you feel like you're having a miscommunication. Don't don't hold it in. Set that meeting with that attorney and and let them know how you're feeling because they're there for you. So I love that. It goes back to it's a relationship. Absolutely. Think of it like that. Good, clear communication. Your attorney, I'm going to say 99.9% of the time is on your side. Mm-hmm. You would perceive, you would think that. Um, and uh, build that relationship and that requires clear communication that requires transparency and honesty and so folks you may or may not know that uh, attorneys are there to help you with your thinking about the divorce process just like myself as a divorce coach uh, I call myself your thinking partner but this is it is a relationship and so Bernadette thanks for helping us see that and bring to life attorney-client relationship. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoy talking to you. It's It was a joy. And friends, I'm so grateful that you've been here with us today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. So please remember to share it. There are more than an estimated 1 million divorces worldwide per year, and those affected are far beyond that 1 million. So please help us help them navigate divorce by sharing this show. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm Christy Mindelo, and I can't wait to be with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word, or by podcast, wherever you listen. God bless.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.